Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this fine Monday morning? Oh, it's a beautiful day. I mean, it's the day after Easter Sunday. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm very tired, but very tired in a very good way. So that's good. Yes. Well, let's talk about Easter for a minute before we go on to Mm -hmm. what we are going to be doing now on the podcast. But anyways, yesterday was Easter. So Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do you feel about everything? I feel really good. You know, Holy Week is an exhausting week. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's a great week. It's kind of the... um, Kind of the Super Bowl of the the church years. Sure I heard is. somebody say, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a great week, but yeah, it's really exhausting because you know you've you've got uh, services on Palm Sunday and then services on Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, and Easter Sunday, and we threw an extravaganza in there just for good measure. Just for so, good measure. But I tell you what, I, I, it was fantastic. I mean, we had a, a fantastic Holy Week at the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, our numbers were were very very strong, very strong. Uh, and I felt like we had a, a we had three really good solid worship services really yesterday for Easter Sunday and. I was really pleased because I I uh, was I had prayed and prayed that God would give me a good strong message to give to people and I feel like He gave me a really good one, so I felt good about that. Yes, definitely. Okay, well I'm going to get back to the message, but um, also you know the Thursday Monday Thursday service and the Good Friday service, you know, were very powerful and yeah. people mentioned that we've got a lot of people that don't come from a liturgical background mm-hmm. like a Lutheran or a Catholic or Anglican background, and so. Um, they had never been to uh, such services, and they really appreciated them. Yeah, and that's uh, and that is one of the beauties of a liturgical church is that you know the the formality, the right kind of uh, it, it helps people in a, it helps people worship in a way that they might not be used to. Right. And so that's kind of what I had heard from a number of different people. Uh, is that I'd, 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 after Monday Thursday, I had someone come up to me and say, "Wow, I never never been to one of these before. This was great. It right. moved me to tears." Oh, nice. Uh, and then same thing on Good Friday mm-hmm. too. You know, mm-hmm. somebody else had said, "I've never been to one of these tenebrae services before." And mm-hmm. you know, I can't, but I can't tell you how powerfully that, that, that moved me, moved me to tears. You know, different people. Mm-hmm. And thanks be to God. I mean, mm-hmm. that's uh, I tell you as a pastor, that's uh, that's what you like to hear. Right. You know, you like to hear that uh, that the Holy Spirit is at work through those worship services. And that the Holy Spirit is is moving in people's hearts and lives, right? Uh, and helping them to hear the the same familiar story in a new way, a way that really comes to life, right? So that was it, it's it was a great week. It was exhausting, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. a great week. Well, my theory on your, I mean, I don't think you've yet recovered from. I mean, this has just been a really weird Lent, yeah. You know, because so I think you're, it's not just Holy Week. You, I was gone for two weeks. Mariola was gone for mm-hmm. two weeks. Your associate, and there was so much going on at home during that time, mm-hmm. as everybody knows. Um, and then there was so much. Then you took a trip with Matthew mm-hmm. immediately thereafter. And anybody who goes to Disney for four days, that's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> no matter yeah. which way you slice it. And then to come home and it's Holy Week. It's just, it's been a lot. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. been kind of a, uh, it's been a lot. kind of a sprint for yeah. six weeks. So that's so. why I think you're yeah. feeling it today. Mm-hmm. But in terms of your message, so you preached on Mary. I did. Mary Magdalene. Yeah, and then so originally, you know, I had intended the Easter Sunday sermon to be the the conclusion of the through their through their eyes series. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, I'd look the at the Lincoln resurrection series. through mm-hmm. the eyes of Mary. Okay. Um, and but the first time I wrote the sermon, it, it turned out to be more about Mary than about Jesus. And I thought, well, that's not really what I'm looking for here. You know. Oh, because it's Easter. You gotta you gotta be about yeah, Jesus. You gotta preach about Jesus. Well, it was still through her so. eyes. It was still very much yeah. through her eyes the way you preached it. Yeah, but this was like you know version three. Okay. But the the first one I wrote was really, 
you know, as for example, the sermon about Judas really looked on Judas, and the sermon about Caiaphas really looked at Caiaphas. Oh yeah, you know, deep dive. It, was really, it, it turned out to be far more about Mary Magdalene than about Jesus, uh, and so I kind of scrapped that. Okay. And you know, um, worried about it for a couple of days, and then kind of went back and rewrote it, uh, and then God gave me this one. So it, okay. it, so I, I was really really pleased with it. Um, I will um, link it up in the in case you're not local. I will put it. You always can get it on the mm-hmm. website, but on the email that I send out, I will have a link there. And um, also, I just wanted to mention something. We're doing, I'm teaching John on Wednesdays. And so we've just, everybody's always like, which Mary is this? Which Mary? You know, yeah. there's so many Marys. Yeah. It would be really nice if people in the Bible didn't all have the same name. Yeah. James or John or Mary, there's a million of them. And you always have to figure out who's who. But that's funny. one thing that people always think about Mary Magdalene is that she was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And like, it's nowhere in this, none of the Marys were prostitutes. We just right. have to get that through our heads. Like mm-hmm. none of the Marys were prostitutes. Right. So if you have always thought that, because you didn't mention it, of course, in your sermon, right. I'm sure people who weren't familiar with the church were like, wait, wasn't she a prostitute? You talked about her having demons. Right. Um, but the Bible never mentions any of these Marys being prostitutes. That's come in through what? Superstar? Uh, no, Jesus no. It's, it's, a, it's a very old church tradition. Okay. Um, so I can't remember the, the Pope who, <clears throat> excuse me. I can't remember the, the Pope who's the first documented evidence of it. But if you remember the story, so there is a there is a, a, um, a lawless woman, is how she's described. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is eating with a Pharisee, and a lawless woman comes in and anoints his feet. And as she's anointing his feet, you know, she cries over his feet, and then she wipes them with her, her right, tears. Right, but right? she's later, that we're told that's Mary of Bethany later in a different gospel. Exactly. Okay. Right. But th- that's the confusion, is that her name is Mary. Okay. It's Mary of Bethany. Right. Uh, and not Mary Magdalene, who's Mary of Magdala. They're two oh totally goodness. different towns, right. di- totally different regions. But you can see because they're uh, because one is named Mar- because they're both named Mary. The it, it's easy to confuse them. Yes. Okay. And so the lawless. What you're saying. Your point is that the word lawless has gotten people to think that maybe exactly. she was a prostitute. I right. understand. Yeah. Them. Because okay. the Pharisee says if oh, if he only knew who and what kind of woman this is, okay, uh, he would never have let her touch him, right? And okay. so the assumption is kind of reading between the lines. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, she must have been a prostitute. I and see. again, we don't know. No, but we that, don't. But that's the, that's the assumption. And so people run with that. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, so, that makes sense. So that's kind of where the connection is. And it's, it's a, it, it is a, uh, it's a confusion with a long-standing tradition. <laughs> Definitely. And then on top of that, you add some, you add to some of that, the, um, uh, you, you add to some of that, the, some, the, some of the extra canonical uh, books. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Books that claim to be gospels, but that uh, but that aren't in our Bible. Oh, you know, right. Books that, um, like the Gospel of Thomas. Or, yeah, okay. yeah. And so, so books that um, that use the Christian characters for their own philosophical worldviews and okay. theological points. So they're not Christian, but you know they use our cast characters. Uh, in and in at least one of those, uh, Mary Magdalene has uh, a very strong role, almost as like the wife of Jesus. Yes, you've heard you heard that a lot that yeah. Jesus and that she had some kind of relationship. Okay, exactly. And that comes from one of these gospels, right? And that's, yes. That, that's, so the origin is in one of these. They're called the Gnostic gospels. Yes, and they're the not origin is canonical. in one of these. No, they're not. They're and they're they're much later than the real gospels. And okay. Basically, by, by the time Christianity became popular, uh, people would co-opt our characters sure. to make their own points. Makes right? sense. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but but that that twist on Mary Magdalene has become very popular because it was taken over by uh, Dan Brown in the Da Vinci Code oh, and kind of given new life. My goodness, and so, because the, the book was so Code. popular, 
there's now this whole generation of people who are like, well, don't you know that Jesus and Mary Magdalene really had kids? You know, they're, oh, they're like, well, actually, no, they didn't. Actually, no, they didn't. Thank you that for that but, clarification. Dan Brown, thank you. Yeah, so so you have to kind of deal with that as oh, well. okay. Wow, you know a lot about that. Yeah, well, like I said, did all, I did all this research, but then it was turning to be much more of a story about Mary Magdalene oh, and Jesus. Oh, so, so you just studied this. I had okay. to scrap it all. Yeah. Well, one final thing about the sermon. Um, you, I liked your point about, you know, everyone else being married, the mother of this or mm -hmm. the father, he's the father of whom. And so you're tied into somebody, but Mary is just from Magdala and same with Mary of Bethany. Yeah. And that's been surprising to me that I never thought about before, before I'm teaching John now is that it is strange that Mary, Martha and Lazarus, who are siblings, like all of them are single, mm -hmm. which is very unusual in a Jewish culture. Like at that time, I mean, it is. they're young, single and they have the means to, you know, yeah. put feasts on and stuff. Yeah. It's strange, you it's, know? It's very strange. It's it's very, very strange, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Oh, and you know what? I, I, okay. I remember one final connection. Okay. So you have Mary, Martha, and Lazarus yes. in the family. Uh, they live in Bethany. So yes. there's Mary of Bethany. Mary of Bethany. Uh, and and uh, in gratitude for raising her brother from yes. the dead, uh, Mary of Bethany anoints Jesus. And she yes. break, breaks open the alabaster jar and anoints him. Right. Uh, and that's kind of what puts Judas over the top. He says, right. ah, that money could have been saved and given to the poor. Exactly. So that's one foot anointing, Mary of Bethany. Right? Yes. There's the the one you and I were talking about, the earlier foot anointing where Jesus is in the house of a Pharisee. Mm. And this woman with a reputation comes woman. in. Right. So that's that's a second Separate. one. Okay. One was anointing with oil. The other was she, you know, cries and his, and his feet and then yes. wipes them with her hair. So there's two different... Anointings. Yeah, there's two different foot anointings. Okay, we might not have made that clear gets, in the first. Right, right. So okay. that's that's why it gets so confusing. It's so confusing because actually, to be honest, I didn't know that that was separate. If I had yeah. looked at it, which do you know which gospel that one's in? Uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus is from John. Well, yeah, that's from John, right. but the the I think lawless the other woman. One is, I think it's Luke. Okay. So okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. You can study scripture for 20 plus years and yep. still learn new things. Well, that's, it's amazing too. I mean, I, like, like Mary Magdalene in this, uh, in this sermon that I was researching, you know, you do all of this research and every now and then this, there's one little fact yeah, will kind of uh -huh. leap out at you. And that was just kind of a, a, like a one line thing in mm -hmm. one of the commentaries. Well, you know, Mary Magdalene um, from the town of Magdala is one mm -hmm. of the few women who, you know, uh, who's referred to by her town of origin and not by the mother of so-and-so. Mm -hmm. I thought, wow. Yeah. And it just it kind of stuns you and <laughs> off you go. There you go. Okay. Well, on the line that, <clears throat> excuse me, on the line that scripture has so much to offer us, mm -hmm. what we're going to be moving on to is a little series about these 30 sayings of the wise in yeah. Proverbs. Yes. And so <clears throat> it is in Proverbs and it begins in Proverbs chapter 22. And then it continues through Proverbs 23 and about halfway through Proverbs Yeah, and 24. it doesn't even start at verse 1. of 20. It's very mm -hmm. strange. Your Bible might have, my, my heading at 2217 says, yeah. 30 sayings of the wise. Mm -hmm. Does yours give a subtitle? Uh, mine is subtitled, Word of the Wise. Words of the Wise. But if you, um, if you look through it, so this, this is how the prologue goes. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge. For it will be pleasant if you keep them within you. If all of them are ready on your lips, have I not written for you 30 sayings of counsel and knowledge? So it's kind of embedded in the text itself. That it's 30 sayings. Right. Okay, so that's where we get that. Anyways, um, all we're going to be doing today is introducing it, and we will um, look over this prologue that he just read. Mm -hmm. uh, but just the point being that, you know, if Scripture's got 30 sayings of the wise, we might be wise to 
wise to learn them. To learn them and to see what they're about. Of course, as you know from Proverbs, and we've talked about Proverbs, we did a series, I think, on like common sense or Mm -hmm. something. Often in Proverbs, you're going to get stuff about money. Mm -hmm. You're going to get stuff about marriage and relationships. Um, You're going to get stuff about how you treat people. Yeah. And that's what these sayings are going to be about. And I think we can always, always mm-hmm. <laughs> learn something more about that in our own lives. And what I love in this prologue is its emphasis on like today. This is for you today mm-hmm. and this is for even you. So let me just read sure. again the prologue. Um, Pay attention and turn your ear to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach for it is pleasing when you keep them in your heart and have all of them ready on your lips. So that your trust may be in the Lord, I teach you today, even you, have I not written 30 sayings for you, sayings of counsel and knowledge, teaching you to be honest and to speak the truth, so that you bring back truthful reports to those you serve. Hmm. So I think it's pretty applicable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I think one thing we just want to mention about this prologue today, well, first of all, we think it's Solomon writing this. Yeah, so, it, so the, the book of Proverbs as a whole is ascribed to Solomon. Mm-hmm. Right? And this doesn't, usually it tells us otherwise, like the sayings mm-hmm. of Lemuel or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It tells us otherwise if it's not Solomon. So we're going to think that it's Solomon. Um, and then just this idea, and you know how much we think this is important, is memorizing scripture. Yes, it yes. says here, mm-hmm. have them ready on your lips. So mm-hmm. maybe you could talk about why... Um, well, actually, maybe, you know, you you memorize, I memorize small portions of mm-hmm. scripture, like verses, uh, sometimes psalms and stuff. In the summer, we do that with our group. But um, you memorize these huge portions. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you could give us a why on that and also maybe a pointer as how you actually do that. You have a very good memory, but what are the tips? Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd say it's, well, let's start with the why. Why? So why do you, uh, why is it a good idea to memorize scripture? Uh, that's been a couple of reasons. One is... Um, Probably the, the most important reason is that way you know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's one thing to say, yeah, you know that you know that psalm about like you know you're a sheep and God leads you to waters. You know that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> but as you can actually say, you know, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Okay. He makes me lie down. Like you, you, then you know it. It's in there. Okay. It's in there. Uh, and and then a, a second reason that, that I love about memorizing scripture is that uh, oftentimes scripture is not meant to be read; it's meant to be heard. So there are certain points of scripture that are meant to be read. You know, Paul's letters, obviously. Okay. Uh, but these, especially these proverbs, when when you hear them, when you hear your voice speaking them, they, they just make more sense. They come alive. Okay. Um, and so that's what I that's really why I, I started memorizing scripture because I found that if I memorized it, uh, then you can speak it more clearly and people hear the word better. From, that's what I was talking about, especially mm-hmm. not even in your own personal life. But I meant like you're preaching. You you oh, tend yeah, to memorize the passage. Yeah. Um, and for the purpose, so because you're you're saying that that's how it was originally heard. It was heard as a telling, yeah, not as a reading. Yeah, exactly. The, the most it. of it was heard as uh, it was uh, somebody spoke it to them, right. and, and they heard it. Uh, and so when you uh, by memorizing it, then you kind of divorce yourself or distance yourself from the page, mm-hmm. and uh, the the it can just come alive better. Right now, if, if for preachers, I mean, I don't think we have a lot of preachers that listen to us, but nonetheless. That's not super smart if you're not good at that. I mean, because no, it's very nerve-wracking yeah. if you're going to like be stumbling around all the time. You know, yeah. you don't have that problem. But if you got up there and were like, it's happened once or twice where you just oh, like yeah. completely forget. Well, you have no clue what's going right. on. Right. And it, it's it's actually kind of funny at that point because mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen very much. But, you know, if that was happening all the time, then it would actually get in the way of the hearer's right. ability to hear because they'd be like nervous for you and, right. you know, all the things. 
Yeah, so you got to know it if you're going to. Yeah, if you're uh, going to do it. That's one reason I do it, right? Because it's kind of like an all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to do it, then do it. Okay. You know? Well, and then in terms of personal mm-hmm. uh, practice, yes. So that says that you have them ready on your lips, and that's the point that you have them, you know, in your heart, ready on your lips, so that when you come into a situation in your life where you just need a word, mm-hmm. right? And maybe you're sitting in traffic and you're annoyed with someone or something. Yeah. Or maybe you're, you know, about to lose your temper with someone, mm-hmm. you've got something to draw upon in your heart. And, you know, in Psalm 119, 11, it does say, you know, um, no, I'm going to forget it, right? But it's the, mm-hmm. it's the young man's 911 because 119, 11. Oh, hmm. it's, I have put the, put these words in my heart that I might not sin against you. Right. That's why we memorize. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I was about to forget it right when I'm talking about memory. But um, yeah, that we have it in our heart so that we might not sin, so that it mm-hmm. might be an aid to us when we are facing temptation. And that's what Jesus used, right? Yeah. Scripture. Yeah. And so in the temptation, you know, apparently Jesus was meditating upon or studying the book of Deuteronomy because right. uh, all three times when he quotes a scripture back mm. to the devil, it's from the book of Deuteronomy. Okay. So it seems like, you know, he had been thinking of meditating on that, on that mm-hmm. passage in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So maybe as we go through this, um, we'll take it in little sections. Yeah. So for instance, next time we'll probably do, I don't know, sayings two, three, four, and five or something like that. Sure. And then maybe what we'll do is we'll suggest one of those verses as a memory verse. Yeah. And so for, you know, just to anticipate a little. Yeah. So looking at, for example, at verses 22 through 23. Okay. okay. So the, the way I have them written out on my page, it's two verses yeah. um, and there's four lines. Okay. Right? So do not rob the poor because he is poor or crush the afflicted at the gate for the Lord will please plead their cause and rob the life of those who rob them. Mm. But if you memorize it, then you realize it's not really four separate things. It's really just, uh, it's, it, it, um, it builds on each other. Yeah, it it's builds parallelism on each other. kind of parallelism. Yeah. Right? So there's kind of a, and then a B, repeated yeah. mm-hmm. and then B and then B repeated. Yes. So do not rob the poor because he's poor or crush the afflicted at the gate for the Lord will plead the cause and rob those who rob them. Right. So just when, it, when you yep. hear it, you know, when, when, if you memorize it, it just makes more sense. Right. And that's that reminds me of that's kind of one thing you do. Like if you've got a list or something mm-hmm. in scripture, often you use your fingers. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, and you can't see us because right. we're not videoing, but you're like, and let's say it's malice, envy. Let's mm-hmm. say it's a list of or something. You're using your fingers kind of to yep. to help you along. Uh, somebody did ask us if we would like put these on video, and I'm like, oh. absolutely not. You do not know what it, we look like on Monday morning. <laughs> Usually, I've come right back from a oh, run. Boy. You're like, no, uh, yeah, I'm a piece not, of work. You're at a the piece moment, of work I right now. You. Yes, we did have a very nice Easter and went to a nice neighborhood mm-hmm. party, which lasted late into the evening, yeah. and so we are yeah, very late. Yep, yeah. we're fading a bit today, but yep. it was fun. We've got great neighbors. Um, mm-hmm. We love our neighborhood, and we love we celebrate quite a few holidays with. The neighbors and I'm not going to lift them up and put their name on the podcast, but we've got some very generous neighbors yeah. who love to, who love to have parties. Oh, it's great! Yes, it's a wonderful time. So um, that's the way we're going to go it go with it. Um, and I hope that you will enjoy learning the sayings of the wise in Proverbs. And we will be back next week yeah. with you know we'll figure out how many we're going to do. Sure. But if you would like to read ahead, just so you've read these all before we discuss them, it's Proverbs twenty two seventeen through twenty four twenty two. Yeah, and you know, probably next week we'll probably, uh, oh, if, if we finish off chapter 22, that would give us the first five. So let's okay, that's perfect. Shoot for that. Okay, that's perfect. So, you know, we'll finish off um, the Proverbs in chapter 22, and, and there's some really good ones there, too, mm-hmm. to talk about. Yeah. So I love that. Definitely. And we'll try to encourage people to memorize yeah, some of these. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. 
I mean, we can just do one. That's It's easy peasy. Anybody can memorize a verse or two. And you know what? Here's what? some encouragement. Oh, so in addition, uh, so another reason Holy Week was so exhausting for me uh, was we have confirmation next week. And so I had oh. seven confirmation interviews. And we, uh, we ask our confirmation students to, to do a lot of memory work. And now these are confirmation students are 14 years old, you know, so... These are uh, eighth graders for the yep. most part. Oh, they have to memorize a lot, yeah. Yeah, and so we asked them to memorize uh, the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments, uh, the words of institution, and then Luther's explanation to the second and the third articles of the Apostles' Creed. And I got to tell you, almost to a person, they had it down. Well, I will, to, yes, that's awesome. The, mm-hmm. the Luther's part is, that's all kind of new to them, but... Mm-hmm. The other things they say every single Sunday. So right. most of them have that in their heart, which is, that's the beauty of a liturgy. Exactly. It's the that, beauty of a liturgy. Sure. Other than the Ten Commandments, they don't have those every Sunday. Yeah. But they certainly get the words of institution, Lord's Prayer, and the Apostles' Creed. So those are kind of there. Mm-hmm. But again, that's why it is important to do this every week by week. Absolutely. You know? and so if they can do it, we can do it too. Yeah, that's true. We can do it too. Well, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, I hear the birds calling, so it's time for me to go start my lawn mowing. You have to go do your lawn mowing? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go and I don't know what I'm going to do. Probably there's a lot waiting for me. Yeah, so. yeah, it's busy. Yes, so. groceries are one of those things for sure. My yeah. kids will tell me that very soon when they open the <laughs> yes, fridge this they morning. Do. <laughs> uh, okay. There's nothing to eat. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Anyways, well, we'll see you next time. Yes, it's very good to be back. Mm-hmm. Amen.